welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I have something on my heart that's nine o'clock was amazing. I, I'm believing for at least the same anointing. Will you believe with me for at least the same anointing that was here in the nine o'clock service to be here right now? Um, I believe some amazing things took place in the hearts of a lot of people in the nine o'clock service. And it's actually uh, probably will be available in archives after this morning. There, there's some things about the nine o'clock service I felt like the Lord's been dealing with me about in the archive area, so you might want to look for some 9 a.m. services on the internet as well from this week forward. But go back again to John chapter 8, and I'm going to talk to you today about identifying lies and getting more free. All right, turn to John chapter 8. Let's read verse 31 and 32 again. Then I want to talk to you about something concerning Keith Moore's visit here and why the Lord sent him here. In John chapter 8, verse 31, the Bible says, Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. Going from believer to disciple. It's not something you have to do to go to heaven when you die. But it's something we should all want to do because we get to go to heaven when we die. Amen. So he said, going from believer to disciple, and if you get to that stage, not just if you're a believer, but if you get to this continue in the word stage and this disciple stage when you're a hearer and doer of the word, you're gonna, something's going to happen. You're going to know the truth, and the truth is going to make you free. If the truth makes us free, then any bondage in our life must be connected to a lie that we thought was truth. Here's, t- here's three things I believe the Lord told us through Keith Moore when the Lord sent Keith Moore to us. What was it, a week and a half, two weeks ago? Number one, Jesus said, the head of the church said to this church, part of his church, it's time to identify lies that have been running in the background that we've been thinking is truth and reality. Lies about ourselves, lies about God's will, lies about the devil, lies about the world, lies about whatever. Why you're still depressed, why you're not going to get free, blah, 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 blah. Because those are all lies. Anything that tries to tell you you're not going to get free, there's a lie in there. All right, and number two thing that I believe the Lord said to our church, he said, number one, I know this is kind of hard to take, but you've got to acknowledge some of these things to get free. He came to this church and said, we're all believing a lie in some area of our life, some lies in our life. There's somewhere in our life we're believing some things that are not totally true. Because if we were full of the truth in those areas, we'd be totally free in those areas. You'd have the level of prosperity you know God wants you to have. You'd have the level of health that God wants you. You'd have everything, right? So must be some lies. And let me tell you, a number one reason the devil lies to people in certain areas is so people won't resist the devil in certain areas. If you're believing this is a part of life and it's just the way it is, you're not going to resist that. If you believe what's happened or happening to you is somehow God's mysterious will for you, you're not going to resist that because you're not going to want to resist God. And the devil, is, is, his reputation is he comes 
transformed as an angel of light. In other words, the devil wants to try to convince you that something bad is from God. Because if he can convince you it's from God, who's going to what good Christian is going to resist God? Now, I know a lot of people don't like to talk about the devil. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about demons, but they're real. You can go overboard in anything, but we at least need to talk about as much about the devil as Jesus did and as Paul did and as Peter did and other New Testament writers did because there's a reason these scriptures are in the Bible. I know I just coming to church today, I was listening to a, an old archive of mine where I taught on the devil knows his time is short and that's why he's come down to the earth been, with great wrath. He's been cast down to the, with great wrath because he knows his time is short. And um, I, I was just speaking in that people need to know that there is a devil one devil many demons and I was thinking of the story coming to church I was referring to the story Norval Hayes said about the lady that he was trying to minister to because the lady came to Norval Hayes a minister of the gospel the lady came to him and said brother Norval I don't know why my son is in jail. He committed a crime and he's in jail. And oh, he's in jail. And we taught him about Jesus all his life. From when a little baby all the way up to teen years. Lord, we taught, uh, Norval, we taught him about Jesus all his life. I don't know why this happened to my son. We taught him about Jesus all his life. And he got into trouble and got into crime. And now he's in jail. Norval, I don't know why. Brother Norval, I don't know why. My son's in jail. We taught him about Jesus all our life. And Norval said, that's good. But did you ever teach him about the devil? You know, the Bible talks about the devil, too. Did you ever teach him about demons, how to stand against them, how to resist them, how to rebuke them? Well, no, but we taught him about Jesus all his life. Well, you missed some things, lady. We're not afraid of the devil. He's afraid of us. Are you kidding me? The Bible says we resist the devil and he overtakes us. No, we resist the devil and he flees from us. People think, well, if I talk about the devil, and if I say, devil, no, he's going to overtake me. The opposite, Jesus said, happens. James says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Who's the scared one here? Who, who's the one going, ah, running away? Not supposed to be us. And do not go to Hollywood to get a picture of what the devil looks like. Most movies in Hollywood are inspired by the devil. Movies in Hollywood that talk about the devil, most of them are inspired by the devil. And he's going to want to make you think he's some equal opposite of God. He is a fallen angel, defeated foe, and when we see him in the end times, we're going to go, what? Is this the man that made the earth to quake and shook kingdoms? Is this the one? And one angel slaps one chain on the devil, throws him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years, didn't take a whole host of angels. One angel goes, rip, If you could see demons and what they look like physically, you'd go, what in the world have I been yielding to? What have I been so afraid of? We're talking imp-like creatures. Creatures, just small, just insignificant, but a lot of mouth. And a lot of cunning deception that you and I are never going to be a match for in and of ourselves. 
And so what's what's the truth? Why do we need to hear a sermon right now? Why do we need to hear sermons regularly? Why do we need to read our chapter every day? Why do we need to get in the Bible? Why do we need to do these things? One primary reason so that we can identify subtle, behind-the-scenes, witty lies that we've not yet recognized so we can kick them out and get free in those areas. Everything from why am I embarrassed to speak in front of people, right? So I wonder if I'm going to die with that cancer report I just got from the doctor. How many of you know all fear is based on a lie? And you want, you prime, let me tell you what the primary lie is in the area of fear. God's not big enough to get you out of this. What's that? Well, number one, it's a cut to the heart and faithfulness of our Father. Unknowingly, I'm sure, but the devil's trying to get us to doubt God's love all the time. But really, if you think about it, what's, what's all fear based on? A lie. What if you get rid of the lie? You get rid of the fear. Really, is it an organic disease we need to get out of our life? Is it, is it depression we need to get out of our life? Is it fear that we need to get out of our life? Or do we need to get a lie out of our life and not take care of all that other stuff? And what will take care of the lie? Enough truth will make you free. This is why you do not want to fall behind in any sermons you're supposed to be hearing. Because you won't even identify the lie, let alone get rid of it, if the truth's not coming in your life like it's supposed to. The enemy has been deceiving people for millennia. He's really super good at it. Turn to Revelation chapter 12. He's been doing this for over 6,000, well, at least 6,000 years, we know, because when we see him in the Garden of Eden, he's already a fallen angel. And he was not always a fallen angel, so he was somewhere before the Garden of Eden. And we don't need to know a lot about that. But it, there was a world before Adam and Eve, and people need to realize that. The devil was a part of it, and he was a good guy back then. Until iniquity was found in him, and he decided to rebel against God, which is a very dumb thing to do. But he did it without temptation, and he's glad he did it, and there's no hope for him. Revelation 12, look at verse 9. It says, And the great dragon was cast out, Talking about out of the heavens. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. And what's he about doing? What, what's his number one mode of operation? What is the devil's job description? Which deceives the whole world. That would include Grand Junction, I'm sorry to say. But there is something that exposes and removes his lies and the effects of his lies. Are you listening? There are some people, and the Lord, the Lord said this, and I said the, the, the three things he said to us through Keith Moore is, number one, you all believe in a lie somewhere in your life, or lies. You all got to realize there's some lies you all been believing. Unless you're 100% free, there's some lies we've been thinking is truth. Okay, number two, the Lord said, identify them by continuing in my word. You're not going to sit down and try to figure out what's going on in your life. You're going to have to get more word in your life to figure out what's going on in your life. And number three, the Lord said this, I want my church in Grand Junction totally free. How are we going to get 
more free. More truth. Right? More truth, more freedom. Now do you know why there's opposition to going to church and hearing what the Spirit's saying through your pastor to your church? Now do you know why there's opposition to reading your Bible? I think it's real easy, right? Let's just read our chapter day, Monday through Friday. Do you know how many people don't do that after a hundred times encouraging people from the Lord to do that? Do you know how many times we, people have missed that? Do you know? Do you know why? And do you, you know, you, we, we'll say, well, you got too busy. So there's a lie in there somewhere going on. There, there's something trying to keep us from knowing more truth so that we're not more free. And one of, the, one of the tactics of the enemy, if you yield to him, he will make you feel like you're okay not hearing the word like you should. And that feeling of okay is warfare. You got to realize all okay feelings are not in your favor. <laughs> For instance, here's the drastic, right? What would you say to somebody who says, I feel perfectly fine without believing in Jesus, thank you. What would you say? You are losing a battle and don't even know it. You're thinking battles, all this pain. And all, sometimes a battle is the devil leaves you alone because you're on the road he wants you on. I mean, just think if you're the devil. Let's say you're on a road that he wants you on, you know. Don't believe in Jesus, dragging other people into atheism or whatever. I mean, if the devil wants you on that road, why would he try to take you off that road? Sometimes no pressure is demonic, right? Sometimes no, no sensation of, I need Jesus, is a terrible thing. I don't need no Jesus. I'm doing just fine. I feel great. And you are in major deception and about to leave the earth without Jesus, and you're not going to know what hit you. So in Genesis chapter 3, did I tell you to turn to Genesis 3 yet? In Genesis 3, so what are we doing today? We're going to identify more lies, and we're going to get more free. I, I look back in my life at times where Lies have been exposed. Oh, man, you talk about the glorious freedom that came right after I realized I was believing a lie. I can remember listening to Kenneth Hagin tapes and Norval Hayes tapes. And I mean, lies are being identified and smashed left and right. In the song service this morning, lies were being destroyed. I mean, if you believe those are words from heaven and not just nice lyrics to a poem and a song, if you believe those words are from heaven... Lies were being destroyed during our praise and worship service this morning. Are you kidding me? He makes a way when there is no way. Devil come to you and say, there's no way out of this. What is that? That's a lie that's keeping you in bondage and fear and no hope. And bad things are happening in your body. Stress is taking its toll and doing physical things. And what happens when the truth comes? Hey, he's going to make a way because you're his child. You're a child of God. And he's going to make a way. Just like he made a way for Moses, the imperfect man who murdered somebody. Right? He's going to make a way for you. One of the greatest lies of the devil, we're going to talk about one, two, three, but one of the greatest lies of the devil is you're just not good enough to receive the help you need from the Lord. And until you're a little better, God don't want you healed. I remember the day that that, that lie was exposed in my life. I mean, I like to have been raptured. The day I realized me receiving help from the Lord is not based on a past perfect track record. It's based on faith in his mercy and faith in his grace, which means I don't deserve it, but I get it anyway. 
It's very interesting to me how the centurion had greater faith than anyone, and he's like this Roman centurion, you know, just picture what a Roman centurion is involved with, you know, to even get to that place of centurion. And even though it looked like he was a good guy and a nice guy in scripture, he said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But for some reason, he didn't yield to a lie that a lot of people are yielding to today. What does your worthiness have to do with receiving help from God? That somehow the centurion knew that it was a lie to believe that the only way I can get help from Jesus is if I'm worthy of his help. He knew I'm totally unworthy, got a total miracle, and Jesus said he had the greatest faith of anybody in Israel. Why? Because he didn't believe a lie. This is only for worthy people. Healing is only for worthy people. Healing is only for perfect people. A number one lie that people need to write, the devil's going to constantly try to tell you you're not quite there yet in your faith to get help from God. <laughs> what should you do when, when you hear that? You should go, devil, shut up. I believe in the mercy of God and I believe in the grace of God. These are things that can happen for me because of his mercy and grace, not because of my perfection. It's a great day of freedom when you realize you don't have to be good enough to receive help from the Lord. You just need to believe. And he even gave you the faith to believe us. So don't say you don't have faith. So in Genesis 3, very interesting verse here. The first sign of the devil in the Bible. And he's referred to as the serpent here again, just like we read in the book of Revelation, that old serpent, the devil. Which did what? Who went about deceiving the whole world. What should we be on guard for? Things that look and feel like truth, but they're not. Let me say it again that way. We need to be on guard for things that look and feel like reality, but they're not reality. So now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. So that's the only part I want you to look at. Notice it didn't say now the serpent who was more powerful. He is not more powerful. He's not the most powerful. He is the most subtle. So let, let me read you a couple things here. The only way a lie can bind you is if you don't know it's a lie. And the enemy has been working at this for so long, he knows how to make a lie look real. Feel real. And if our beliefs are based on a lie, then we're in bondage because our lives go the direction of our most predominant beliefs. It's just the way it is. You always snap back. Even if you break out for a second or two or a week or two, you'll always come right back to your, your level of believing. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. You can say that in your whole life. According to your faith, your life is going to be to what you believe. Well, you better make sure your beliefs are rooted in truth and not in what you thought was true, but isn't true. Well, I, I, I'll never... Never get ahead because I just, I can't. I'm, I don't have what it takes. What's going on here? Believe in a lie. You have to identify you're believing a lie. Your feelings have been wrong. Your thoughts have been wrong. And your beliefs have been wrong. And if you have enough humility, you'll see it. Kick the lie out and get free and go on up. So what's the lie that's been keeping me from prospering, somebody says. What's the lie that's been keeping, identify it. Deal with it. 
Find out what it is. The Lord will help you. So I would say, if you need to get, if you want to prosper, listen to teachings on prosperity until lies are exposed and you kick those lies out and stop believing them. Hmm? What's the lie that's keeping somebody in sin? An addiction. What's the lie there? Well, find out what it is and confront it with the truth and get free. What's the lie? I just, I'm just not strong enough to get free. I've tried so many times and I just, I don't have the faith and I just, I've tried, I'm so weak, I don't know what to do. Well, the lie, there's a lie in your life and if you'll deal with that lie, the habit will go. You, something will happen in your spirit that will overpower what's happening in your flesh. The truth will make you free. What's the lie? What's, what's the lie that's keeping me from being a part of the Lord's church like I know I should be? And you need to ask yourself, what are these lies? And then get the truth. Now, so I think when I, one thing we talked about in the earlier service, and that is Satan is so subtle. We just read it here. He's the more subtle than any beast of the field. At times in your life, it's like you go for one week, you go for two weeks, and everything's okay. You know, it's like three weeks, everything's okay. And I, I remember that one time I was going, everything's okay. Then all of a sudden the thought came to me, are you telling tell me the devil's just leaving you alone? And I put my, I said, wait, wait, wait a second. Everything's okay, but it really could be a lot better. What's the devil doing? Because it feels like he's not doing anything. It feels like everything's okay. Well, newsflash. Jesus died to give us more than okay. He came to give us life, life more abundantly. So I had to put my foot down and say, wait, wait, wait. Devil's doing something. What's he trying to do? What's he trying to do? And so I, I thought of it. I thought, okay, wait a second. Is the devil not doing anything in my life? Or am I just not aware of what he's doing? So I'm going to pray a little more. I'm going to get more word coming into me because that's the only thing that's going to help you deal with these lies is more truth, more word. You're not going to be able to mentally get yourself free. You're going to have to get the word. of. He didn't say if you just you know, think better, you'll be free. He said if you get more truth in you, you'll be free. And so I, I thought, well, if, 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 when it seems like everything is okay, uh, what's the devil doing? Is Satan just leaving me alone? Or has he found a new way to work in my life that I'm not aware of yet? That's keeping me stuck. It may not be bringing something terrible or destructive into my life immediately, but why am I not? Why am I stuck? Why am I not going any higher? Maybe we believed a lie of, well, this is it. This is the way it's going to be for the next three years, five years, ten years. This is just who I am. I've given all I got. I don't know what else to do. Well, those are all based on lies. Now listen to this. Since the truth makes us free, then the reason for bondage is failure to identify and deal with lies. If the truth makes us free, then the reason for bondage is simply failure to identify and deal with the lies. Things, things we thought were reality may not be reality. Can I get a witness, church? Any area of bondage in your life, there's a lie in there somewhere. So, why don't you do this with me? Turn to another scripture. Let's go ahead and go to um, Romans chapter 8. So, let, let's say it like this. If we're not advancing, we're not receiving more truth. 
If we're not advancing, we're not receiving more truth. More freedom results from more truth. Can I get a witness? Yes. Here's a good one. You ready for this? The Lord gave me this yesterday. I said, Carla, I got to write that down. I had to take a break from my coffee with Carla. Yes, I drink coffee now. Um, I, and I said, Carla, I got to write that down. And I wrote this down. It says, we who are more free are more free because we've received more truth than others, not because we're better than others. If you're more free, you just receive more truth. Doesn't mean you're better than somebody else. You just receive more truth. And they could be more free if they just receive more truth instead of just trying to be better. I mean, receiving truth will help you to be better. <laughs> and many don't go higher because they believe what they are experiencing. Let me say it this way. Many are not going higher because they believe that what they're experiencing is all they can experience. So look at Romans now, chapter 8. And here's, here's lie number one. Now, I will say this just as a little disclaimer. We're going to hit night, lie number three tomorrow in our Rise Shine program. We're going to ask the question, is God in control of everything that's happening on the earth. Because a lot of people believe God is in control of everything that's happening on the earth. And therefore, why pray anymore? Why resist the devil, like the Bible says? Why go to church? Why vote? If we're going to address this because it's a lie. I'm hearing it more and more from church people who for some reason, I don't know what they're doing with these scriptures about praying and resisting the devil, believing God, fighting the good fight of faith. Did I share in the earlier service about the gates of hell or is that this service? Okay, so in, in the earlier service, it came to me that the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That doesn't look to me like a church that's kicking back and going, God is in control when something bad happens. <laughs> the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Is talking about a church that's on the offense, attacking bondages and breaking them and not even asking the devil if we can. Right? The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Gates aren't running around chasing people. We're storming gates. We're coming across situations in people's lives where they're bound by addictions and fears and diseases and bondages. And we're saying, no, you don't, devil. And no, you don't, bondage. Get off in Jesus' name. Sickness, go. Chains of addiction, break. That doesn't sound like a church that's just kicking back going, God is in control. Now, as Carla was sharing, you shared some of that early in this service too, a little bit. Um, I, I do believe he's in control of those who want him to be in control of their life. Those that are surrendered to the Lord and those that actually submit to the Lord's lordship and not just say he's Lord, he has a right to be in control of that person's life. You know what I mean? But to people who are just going down any road in life they want to go down, doing whatever they want to do, hanging around, whoever they want to hang around, and bad things happen, that's not God is in control. Like, oh yeah, I wanted that to happen. I wanted that bus wreck to happen. I wanted you to break your leg because I'm in control. That is a lie. <laughs> that's, if God is in control, 
then why even go to the doctor if you feel sick? I mean, isn't it interesting people that say, well, God may want you sick? Then why in the world do you go in the doctor and trying to fight against God? No, you have enough sense to realize sickness is bad. You want to fight it any way you can. Number one, in prayer with faith. And if you have to go to the doctor, go in faith, believing God will have his hand on the doctor as he ministers to you. But no, I mean, it's just, if God was in control of everything, I mean, just to say God is in control, friend, I'm, I'm sorry, but it just sounds like we're saying, God, I'm lazy. I definitely don't want to do anything about this. And if something bad happens, you're in control. How about, uh, God, you've given me authority to break powers of darkness. You've given me faith to help minister to the people that are in hopeless situations. You've given me a, a commission. You've given me authority. I'm going to go out there and start doing the works of Jesus and quit saying God is in control. But, but the number one lie, before we even go there, the number, are you guys out here, you see what's going on here? The Lord's wanting to get us identifying things that have been causing us not to kick bondages out of our life. You're not going to kick something out of your life that you believe is a part of life. <laughs> You're not going to be against something that you don't know the Lord's against or that you don't, you know, I mean, if he's against it, we should be against it. I don't, some people just think, well, everything that happens, you know, because I'm a Christian, everything happens for good. No, no, the Bible says God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, which another word, way you can say it is those who are doing his will or that Jesus is Lord of. It doesn't just, not everything happens for good in everybody's life. Everything happens, God causes everything to work for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that are taking the things of God serious. Like Joseph. Right? God caused all that mess to turn out for good because Joseph loved God. He was, wanted God's plan more than anything. And it turned out for good. Now, um, so lie number one. Here's one of the first lies that I believe we need to think about as a church. And number one lie is this. You have to be a better person to receive help from the Lord. That'll always put your victory in the future. Because you can always be better in action. You can't be any better in heart because he created you in righteousness and true holiness. But until that dawns on people, they're not going to live right. But the thing about it is we don't have to be better people to receive help from the Lord. We just need to trust in his goodness to help us in our journey to getting these things worked out. Then thinking, well, as soon as I perform better, I can receive my healing from the Lord. What is that, church? Tell me, tell me what that is. A lie. I mean, again, the centurion, that whole thing there revolutionized me. When I realized this centurion, Jesus had had greater faith than anybody the Lord had ever met up to that time. And he got a miracle. And he said, man, I'm not worthy. You should even come under my roof, let alone heal somebody that I love. But he still got a miracle and he still had great faith, but it wasn't based on his performance and it wasn't based on his worthiness. It was based on the love of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God being so amazing that anybody can receive help from the Lord if they just receive it as a free gift. And this is something that's blocked a lot of people and had held a lot of people in bondage. They say, well, as soon as my faith gets stronger, I'll be able to receive from the Lord. How about you just use the faith you got and the Lord will meet you where you're at? Instead of waiting till you have some kind of, 
greater faith or just use what you got. And if you have faith right now that God will work through medicine, believe God to work through the medicine. He'll meet you where you're at and it'll work supernaturally. Way better than if just taking it. If you're at the level, and that you, so I believe God will have his hand on the doctor when he cuts on me and takes this out or puts this in or just this. I believe God will work through the doctor. Well, if that's where you're at, God will meet you right where you're at. And he will supernaturally work through a doctor who's working on his child and bring you out miraculously. Amen. After a while, you develop in faith. You may say, you know what, this time I don't, I'm not sensing I need to go to the doctor. I'm going to believe what the scripture says. And if that's where you're really at, God will meet you where you're really at. You won't even need to go to the doctor at certain times. Why? Because you're developing and growing. The devil will come to you and say, you don't have enough faith to be healed. You need to know the truth that I do have enough faith to be healed. And I'm going to use it right now. Where I'm at, where I'm really at. No pretend where I'm really at. The devil comes and say, you don't have enough faith to be healed. And so people don't even try. Not realizing you have faith if you're a Christian. You may not have been using it. You may not have been developing it, but you have it. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Don't say, I don't have faith. Maybe you should say, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know I had faith. I didn't know I could use, but don't say, I don't have it. If you're a Christian, you have faith to move mountains. Develop it. Grow in it. Start where you're at. Don't pretend. God will meet you where you're at truthfully. Another lie, let me, let me tell you another lie, and we can expound on all these more as the Lord leads, but here's another lie, lie number two. This is from the devil, to keep people in a victim state all their life, pushed around by the enemy's bondages and darkness and things of this world, and the lie is this. You, you, you can't do anything about certain things, you're only human. Hmm. Have you ever heard, oh, I'm only human, as their excuse for continuing to sin? Yeah. Or, I'm only human, as their excuse for, you know, staying down here when they could be up here? What a lie. Now, I told, I told you to turn, turn to Romans chapter 8, but turn to Mark 11. Actually, actually, I'm sorry, Genesis 1, and then we'll, Mark 11 if we have time. Here's a lie that people have to overcome. Gosh, I'm only human. No wonder people aren't resisting the devil and moving mountains and believing God for miracles. They think and believe they're only human. How hopeless is that? What does it mean, only human? I think they're saying, I'm only, you know, I'm only mind and body. I, I'm only like the animals, but I can talk, you know. <laughs> I'm only human, implying that I have no divine connections. I have no power beyond this world. Thing this, things in this world can overpower me if fate chooses to ha you know, cause that to happen. I see, it. I, I, see, I see people with fame and fortune at certain times as I'm watching interviews talking like they are just helpless human beings with no power over forces that are trying to come against them. I was watching one interview not too long ago of a, you know the lady. If I said who it was, it's the wife of a very, very well-known actor. And she said, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, 
we, we got the coronavirus and you just never know what's going to happen to you in this life. And we're just, you know, just, we got it. And, and she goes, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I may get breast cancer sometime. I just need to deal with that and accept that, that breast cancer may come against me and try to kill me. And I'm thinking, God, help us to get out there. Help our Rise Shine program. Help our Dear Hollywood program. Help our programs to get out there because I'm sitting here listening to this person with all the money you'd ever want. For them, their kids, their grandkids, and great-grandkids, right? Set for life, right? And, and just the fame and the fortune and the... They, they could probably buy an island. I mean, they, they're just... It's like... And I'm thinking, and you're saying that you're not sure what, what would happen if, if something came against you, like breast cancer or something else. It's like, and I heard the tone and I thought, Lord, help us to reach them. You know, you know, what, you know what the lie is there? Hey... You better hope this doesn't happen to you, you little human thing, you, you little powerless little human being, you, you only human little being, you. And I see these people with all kinds of power and money going, yeah, yeah, I'm only human. I'm only human. What could I do against these things? I'm only human. Boy, that's a big lie of the devil. And he, he, he loves evolution. The devil loves evolution because it makes... It makes people think. And if, and if your kids go to a school where they teach evolution, pull your kids out of that class. Or at least talk to them about the truth at home. Don't just let that junk go into them. Well, but we can't afford anything else. Well, God will give you money to do something if you need to do something, if you care for your kids and want to pull them out. He'll prosper you to do it. Believe God for it. Don't let, I mean, some of the stuff that we hear in California now that's going on in the schools, we're talking X-rated that little kids have to sit there and watch and listen to and be dumped in. They, and now they're telling the kids, you do not have to tell mommy and daddy what you're learning here because this is just between you and the teacher in the school. And it's like, man, no, no, no. You want to know where to put our foot down? Right there. Uh, masks or whatever, but stuff like that, you might want to put your foot down and say, uh-uh, you're not teaching that to my kids. I want to know everything that, that goes in their brains when they're in this school. You don't just do something beyond my knowing. Uh-uh-uh. If I have to, we'll take them out. Right. School them at home if we have to. Right. Find a Christian school. Believe God for increase. Right. So turn to Genesis 1 and look at verse 26 and verse 27. We're going to smash the lie I'm only human. What can I do about these forces? I'm only human. What can I do about a terminal doctor report? A lot! Mondo! Bunch! Right? But I, I look back, I remember the, the day that the, these lies were exposed in my life and how I went, what? What? <laughs> I've been lied to, man. So Genesis chapter 1, look at verse 26. And God said concerning Adam and Eve, let us make man as only human. <laughs> What's man? What are you? What are you? What are we people watching online? Who are you? What are you? Well, you can believe what your schools tell you, which is major theory and totally false and total evolution. Or you can believe what God said. I mean, you, you think the system that cares so much about the self-esteem of our little ones would teach creation. God says you're made in the image and likeness of God. Right? Let's make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over all the world. If you read on. So, so if you're made in the image and likeness of God, how can you say I'm only human? God's not human. And if you're made in His image and likeness... Now, now I didn't say you're not part human... I didn't say you're not human. 
God didn't say you're not, but we're not only human. And this one lie right here that you're only human has kept church people in sickness, in bondage, in chains of addiction, in disease, because, hey, if I'm only human, what can I do against something that attacks my body? A lot. You can do a lot. One good thing is, no. My body, not your body, disease. And the devil will come to you with another lie and say, yeah, but the way you've been eating, the way you've been pigging out on junk food. Now see, he'll use partial truths to still stick you with the ultimate lie. Does what we eat have anything to do with our health? Yes, it does. But if you're dying of something because of what you put in your mouth, I'm going to give you some good news. Jesus still wants you healed and free right now. He will talk to you later about your lifestyle, but he wants you free right now. Jesus never healed one person who was perfect. Are you kidding? And the Bible actually says God sent his word and healed people and delivered them from their destructions, ones they caused themselves. So another lie of the devil right along these lines is, yeah, 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 you know, God would heal you, but, you know, you caused this problem. You slept around and contracted this disease, or you ate this way and you contracted this cancer or whatever. And the devil will say, see, right there, yeah, okay. And he'll say, yeah, God wants you healed, but it's your own stupid fault that you're sick, so you just got to reap what you sowed. And if you're not in the Word very much, you will chomp that down, accept that as reality, and probably die young. You, you want to be more free? You've got to hear more truth. Because yeah. just as soon as you overcome the devil in one area, he'll throw another lie to bind you before the next level of freedom. I mean, has anybody ever experienced these lies? You get, you get rid of one lie, you get happy about a truth, bang, another lie comes right in. Yeah, 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 okay, 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 God wants you healed, but you caused the problem, so it's going to take a lot longer to get your healing. You got to know some more truth. No, no, God's a very present help in time of trouble. He forgives seven times 70, right? Bang, you hit the devil. And then as soon as you get free in that area, you're like, yeah, I got my healing. All of a sudden, the devil comes in another area and says, yeah, but you're uh, holding unforgiveness towards somebody. And until that letter is written, until that phone call is, you go, no, 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 no. Wait, stop, stop. Father, I repent for any sin that I've committed and I'll get things right in the natural. Right now, I need your help. And you believe he's a very present help in time of trouble. And then, of course, you want to deal with those things that may have contributed to the problem. But people fighting the good fight of faith sometimes has to do with casting down hundreds of thoughts a day that are not in line with the truth. Devil telling you all the reasons why you should be sad. Legitimate, logical facts why you should be depressed. Right? Not too long ago, I was, I was, you know, feeling really down about something. Something really just bothered me terribly. And I was just like missing out on good things. And, and uh, the, the Lord said to me, actually through Keith Moore, he was preaching. He said, he said something and I, and I kind of snapped out of it because I missed like three quarters of the sermon just by pondering this problem. And um, the Lord said, you're bound because you're believing a lie about this. I thought, what? <laughs> what? He said, yeah. He said, you're believing that this thing that happened is bigger than me. You're believing that this problem is something I can't fix. 
I went, well, no wonder I felt bad. <laughs> no wonder I was in some kind of bondage. I was believing a lie that, oh, this thing that just happened was so big and bad that everything now is probably not going to be the same. And, and God said, you're in bondage, son, because you're believing a lie. You're believing a lie that this thing is bigger than me and that I can't fix this. I can't. He said, plus, you need to believe I can make it better than if it never happened. Better, than, better now after it happened than if it never happened. You know, turn the curse into a blessing. <laughs> Use the dumb devil's junk and turn it into misery into a message or a ministry. Yeah. But I identified the lie and the bondage left. Isn't that interesting? So you need to learn to identify lies by getting in the Word, and the Word will help identify those lies. So, um, do you got this? Lie number two, you're only human. So go to Mark eleven twenty three, 23, and we'll close here. Mark eleven twenty three. I remember teaching on this in um, a series we did on TV here in the church years ago. And I was hesitant to share it because we were going on TV and I didn't want to blow people away. But in fact, the Lord said, no, you need to blow some people away. They need to hear this. It's the last days. They're hearing all kinds of stuff from the enemy. They need to hear the truth. And it was, we taught a message on, we got the power. We got the power. And there's a lot of people wondering why Jesus isn't coming down from heaven and helping all the lost dying children in the jungles of some other nation or continent. And they're thinking, hmm, I don't know, why, why, if God is really real and good, why didn't he go help those kids? He helps us get a parking space when we pray for it here in the United States. Why didn't he help those kids? I don't know if I want to believe in God anymore. This, somebody really said this recently, a Christian singer who decided to not believe in God anymore because God wasn't helping kids in the jungles in Africa or wherever. And he said, I'm not going to believe in God anymore because if I was God, I'd break every rule and help those kids. And as soon as he said that, I thought, well, Lord, this, this guy doesn't see that the help that those kids need was him going over there in God's stead with power, with fresh water, right, with a team. Anybody that unlocks your compassion is supposed to encourage you to minister to those people, not say, God, why aren't you helping those people? If somebody unlocks your compassion, it's because God wants you to take him there and help them supernaturally. But if you don't believe in the supernatural, guess what? You're probably not going to go. You're probably going to think, why, God, aren't you coming down? No, he already came down. It's time for us to go. He came down. It's time for us to go into all the world and help these people with the power he's invested in us. And the lie is, well, I just, you know, I'm only human. What can I do? No, friend, you're not only human. If you're a born-again believer, you're a child of God. You're the offspring of God. You have power. You've been invested with authority. You have the name of Jesus, total connections to heaven, angels everywhere you go. And you can make a supernatural difference in the lives of the people you're called to minister to. But no, I'm only human. How can I overcome this cancer? Because you're not only human. You're made in the image and likeness of God. And right here, we'll close with this. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, Jesus is teaching us to get results on the earth like our Father gets results in the creation of the universe. I know this goes over a lot of people's heads because they're not filled with the Holy Spirit and spiritual things are very incomprehensible to them because they just are too much in the natural. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues and you're stirred up in the realm of the Spirit, you know these things are true and they're powerful. Look at what it says. Have faith in God. 
One translation says, have the God kind of faith. Jesus is teaching us to get results like God gets results in the next verse. Whosoever, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, mountain, be cast into the sea. If that person doesn't doubt in his heart, believes that those things which he says shall come to pass, that person will have whatever they say. All right, so this principle right here shows us we're not only human. Why would the Lord be telling us, whosoever, say, I'm a whosoever. Whosoever says to this mountain, well, whoever says to this mountain, you may not need to move a mountain in this life, but if you ever did, would you have the power to do it? Uh-huh, or Jesus lied. But you'll never have to move a mountain in this life, I don't think. I don't think love would ever demand it or the will of God. But do you have the power to do something like that? How many is glad to know you got more power than you ever need? If you can move a mountain, what's your body made out of? Mountain material, right? Dirt mixed with a little bit of water, right? Well, if you can move a mountain, can you move a tumor? Can you command it to get off your body? What if you believe in your heart and doubt not that it's leaving? Jesus said you'll have whatever you say. See, you, you, if you think you're only human, you're going to go, oh my, turn the channel. I don't want to hear this preacher anymore. You, you know why people would say that? Because they believe, they're believing a lie. They're only human. You and I are made in the image and likeness of God, and it's time we tell the world that they are not victims having to be hit and blasted by everything the devil throws their way or this curse-filled world, world throws their way. We are the offspring of God. We've got power. Let's wake up. Let's realize it. Let's overcome the lie that says, no, we came from the blob in the sea and evolution, you know, and all that stuff. It's like... Just tell the devil to shut up. I am made in the image and likeness of God. I have power. And if I believe a thing in my heart and I say it with my mouth, Jesus said I'll have whatever I say. I might not be fully developed in it right now, but I can start today and start developing and using my faith and my words on small things, grow into larger things, help other people because I'm not only human. I don't have to accept every disease that comes my way. And here comes the devil with the lies. Says, oh yeah, here's this disease. It's actually from the Lord. You know, God is in control. He's sovereign. Here's this disease to help you learn something in life. Lie, 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 lie. The Holy Spirit's been sent to teach you all things. God gave his word to correct you and teach you and help you. If people learn when they're sick, that's their choice, not God's method. You can learn when you're well. How many want to learn when you're well? I don't want to wait for something bad to happen before I learn my next lesson. I want to just go to the Bible because I'm supposed to. I want to read and pray because I'm supposed to. I want to go to church because I'm supposed to. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.